This episode is in memory of Dog of the Pod, Bo Diddley. R.I.P. Bo Dids. Go to the side, baby, diamond ring. If that diamond ring don't shine, he gonna take it to a private eye. Welcome uh, to the Nice Price Podcast. Coming at you hot from Dabby Road. Literally hot. Pretty warm yeah. here. Toasty here in, in Dabby Road today. Vibey. It is uh, Thursday. We're on episode 30. Bleep that out. 30 something. What, what day it is? Bleep that out. Yeah. We don't want no secrets, man. Gotta, I don't wanna see, they want to see how the sausage is made. No secrets? Or all secrets. All secrets. Sorry for the listener, all secrets. I forgot we were trying to remain. Remember, mysterious. we don't even tell people your last name. It's true. It slipped in a few times. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot. And also, I think um, everyone who listens to this show probably knows you personally. Yeah, the twelve to the twelve people out there, you probably already know my last name. Um, it's fun. It's phonetic. What? Uh, what's up? What's up, everybody? Well, let's. Uh, we're going with the obvious things here. R.I.P. Allie B. Uh, condolences to her friends and family mm. on her un- untimely demise. Um, just unfortunate. She does yeah. a lot. She's done a lot for the podcast, but what do they say? Uh, the good die young, or only the fast the die. Only the good die, die young. Die good looking, or something. I don't know. No. Oh no, leave a good looking corpse. Maybe they don't use the word corpse. I don't know that I've ever heard Hang that. One. <laughs> it's like live fast, or drive fast, do something else, and leave a good looking. I can't remember. I know, it's man. a James Dean thing. Anyway, Ali B's dead. Um, <laughs> Also, R.I.P., we were going to have our first ever back-to-back guest. Walt Lilly was going to be the first two-time-in-a-row podcast guest. But also dead. Dead as a doornail, R.I.P. Walt Lilly. But alive and well, representing the pavement enslavement. Cecile is here. Hello. Now, Cecile, can you confirm that you have changed the spelling of your podcast to PVMNT Enslavement? Uh, yeah, to match my new vanity plate. <laughs> but what's the number though? P- P- There's no. You got the. You were the first one. Yeah. Whoa. You're really overestimating the number of fans of my podcast that live in North Carolina. <laughs> it was wide open. Oh, I thought it might be a, a fan of the band Pavement. No. No, it's a no, here in, we in the world. <laughs> so, so the second person who got there was like, "Oh, somebody else loves this podcast." Yeah. What maybe is... someone who just likes Pavement. The 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 concept of Pavement. Well, yeah, yeah. The, so you wouldn't find it. Yeah, you wouldn't plate? find it on a truck because trucks like to go off road. But you would find it on like a zippy truck slide. That's the thing. The drivers are always car. trying to keep them on the road. The <laughs> trucks just want to go. Is off-road. it just pavement or is it pavement enslavement? It the well the plate is just pavement. Oh, okay. Because I couldn't think of a way to shorten enslavement to fit it on there that would make any sense. The longest vanity plate I ever saw that still managed to be eight characters. Like, well, they're is all eight. The rule. Well, hang on. Right. No, no, no. But no, here's, <laughs> listen, hear me out. Hear me out. Oh, so it's like, I saw one. Super I saw one that was <laughs> IHV4GG. Oh, my God. Which, I have four girls. Which means, presumably, like, I have four daughters. Yeah. Right. But they shortened it, that, just that fact about themselves to be vanity plate length. They also shortened their, their entire life into having four daughters. 
Yeah. Uh, I couldn't think of a way to do that for the pavement enslavement. We're sticking with not not just your your last name and then five or like some family reference. Yeah. Right. I have four girls. And the the strategy <laughs> behind that gross was that the last song of the New Jicks record is called Difficulties Let the Meat Vowels. And so I removed all the vowels all from the vowels. pavement and made it my vanity plate. Now, as is often the trouble with the pavement enslavement, I can't tell what level There's of ir- no irony trouble. we're working with here. Do you actually have a pavement vanity plate? No, but I have a pavement. Damn it. I have a pavement bumper sticker, though. So if you ever see a red curl zipping around uh, with a pavement bumper sticker and two pink suede cowgirl hats sitting like in the back where you can see it through the window. Brag has suede hats. That's not my car. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, mine are purple suede cowboy hats. <laughs> I um, I one time Matt, I remember you made fun of me because a friend of mine pranked me. Shout off to to Curly. He put one of those stupid ass outline of your family <laughs> members. Was it like the zombie ones, or was it just the straight? Just forward? the straight. Normie. Oh, that's even worse. Maybe that's the like Cracker Barrel vibe. He put one of those in the back windshield of my car, <laughs> and I, as a prank, I saw it immediately. But I also kind of forgot about it and took my time getting it down. And Matt saw it and thought that I had put it on there. And you made a comment like, "I never thought I'd be friends with somebody that had some shit like that on the back of their car." I saw a car this weekend that had. Five guns, each gun getting bigger gradually. That each was like the family. One face. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was the family was five guns. The one I saw, I took a picture of it. I'll, I'll post it on the store Instagram was the back windshield of someone's car that was different. Um, one was like, what is this called? This exact item? Computer? An iMac? This, uh, iMac. So it was like an iMac and then an iBook. An iPad and an iPod, and it was the different ones. Wait, and then did it go down to the 2008 <laughs> shuffle? So that was the square. It it was like four or five of them, and a couple of them were pink, I believe, to indicate that they were his his wife's or daughter's Apple product. And I just remember thinking, like, this is this is the person. What I, if they were oh, red to indicate that they were those YouTube like benefit iPods? Oh, this, <laughs> the the exclusive joints. Yeah, <laughs> that's a true head. And that's actually cool. Then it's worked its way back around. Yeah. So this is the Nice Prize Podcast. We talk about records and uh, new records, old records, good records. Just good records, really. Um, Anything notable happened this week? For me, personally? Either of you? Uh, I know that this is on the drop date, hopefully, depending on time. We were running a little bit late this week. Uh, I'll be in Greenville, North Carolina, as the best college baseball team in America, the East Carolina University Pirates. Hosts are regional the first round. We're playing UNC Wilmington Seahawks. We will hopefully kick the shit out of them tomorrow. And Fuck then you, Seahawks. <laughs> take that, and then we'll play uh, the winner. Well, hopefully, we're going to win the, the, this, uh, this, this regional. But the most exciting time for college baseball fans is this weekend, and I'm one of those. Do you ever travel for college baseball? I'm like, going to, further than going to Greenville, North Carolina? So, I'm going to the games in Greenville. We've never had a Super Regional, which is the, the round after this. I'm aware. It's, we've been to the Super Regional. No, I mean I'm aware of what a super regional oh, is. Oh, okay. Oh, apologies. Um, yeah, that was for the listener. Also, this is a podcast, Cecile. So there's people besides us in the room who are going to. Yeah, be but the to people this. who are listening to this like to imagine we're just a conversation among friends. Oh, see, this is why your podcast is more popular than mine, I guess, because you do things like instead of talking about baseball, you talk over top of Twilight movies and stuff. And because like we get parquet court sponsorships. Oh, yeah. How, how, so we had a real sponsorship. How was your sponsorship? How'd y'all work that one out? So, a true story. Um, release day of Wide Awake by Parquet Courts. I'm walking through Greenpoint. I happen to be in Brooklyn. Brag. I see Rick Moranis himself. 
Andrew Savage or the band Parquet Court. A dot Savage. A dot Savage. He is walking around on his release day right. in New York, holding a bag with the record in it. I can't see what the record is, and I like to think it was either his own. It was Wide Awake. Or the New Jicks record. Anyways, he shoots me this look like you know who I am. You might even know my side project and be intimately familiar with my band and my own. Was that Fergus and discography? No, I'm talking about the A Savage thing, but I also really liked Teenage Cool Kids. Mm. Um. Anyways, so he shoots me that look. I give him the yes, I do look back. He gives me the do your does your podcast need a sponsor look? I give him the I give him the yes, my podcast needs a sponsor look. He gives me the right here, right now. You want me to record it? I, yes, this is all eyes. Uh huh. Um. And it all happens really quickly, 10 to 15 seconds. And we get him right there to do a MIDI version of Stone and Starving uh-huh. and just record a little bit about what he's been up to. He made mention and, of his turtleneck, if I recall. Uh, yeah, and he's been reading a lot of Thomas Pynchon. Um, it's Pynchon. And uh, he, yeah, it just walked right on by. But I'm assuming we're going to get the money sometime. Lord knows they got that. They got that Helen Keller money. <laughs> loads of it to spare. As in fake? Uh, ooh. Uh, not just that Ellen DeGeneres thing. Anyway. Uh, we it's, got, a, it's an Ellen DeGeneres Helen Keller joke. You know, like we like we off. That one's a few layers. It's yeah. multiple layers. If you don't understand none of the layers, I have just disrespected an, an icon. Not as much as this fucking guy. That's I true. didn't disrespect her. I disrespected her translators, if that's the word we're going to use. <laughs> Well, I feel like history books give her translators as much credit as her as far as being good teachers. As be, so for you're, being fiction uh, you're writers? still disrespecting <laughs> for being, icons. For being poets because they're writing up their own... How making... do you not believe in ghosts but you believe that Helen Keller's translators are liars? <laughs> Look at some of the bullshit they say she said and then tell me how she could possibly can I just have say ex- that, expressed that feeling Can I thought. just say that my goal in coming in here was not to talk about a new record that I feel very positively about, but was to get you fired up about Helen Keller? Helen Keller truther right here. Look, <laughs> again, I don't. I, I think it's, though I, I said that at first, I believe that honestly I am more of a truther, whomever her handlers are, that, that they're, that's who I'm truthing because... I believe that Handlers. she didn't do anything different. What, what happened is they said, like, like Helen, what do you think about, like, war or whatever? And she she said something, and they said, well, we're going to spruce the shit out of this. And they made up all this stuff she didn't say because she couldn't possibly have expressed those nuanced feelings via touch. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, why, is, why am I the crazy one? I feel like this is a... Whatever. I'm over it. I wasn't even mad anyway. Apologies to the to those offended by Nope. Enix rant. No. Apologies to the idiots who don't get it. If I had <laughs> to guess what the back I of feel a sorry for If you. I had to guess what the back of a car of a Helen Keller truther would look like, it would have the zombie children family zombie children, on it. Yeah. <laughs> or the um what's the uh like my my uh my my Jedi son could kick your uh your honor scholar, student's your ass. Honor- yeah. Run those people over. My Helen Keller truther child could outsmart <laughs> your honor students. Exactly. They get it. All right. Are you going to teach your children uh, your beliefs in the as far what, what, when they start? <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to teach them that like you know about how are you going to respond whenever your kid finally asks you the that uh, tough question? Oh, in school is, we're learning about Helen, Helen Keller. Keller. Really say all this? <laughs> Look, Daddy, we're learning about this fascinating woman, Helen Keller, in school. <laughs> what do you like? Do you, do you know who she is? I'm gonna say I do, and she is fascinating. 
However, there's two charlatans who have taken over her legacy <laughs> and have been lying to the world for a hundred years, and it's fucking ridiculous. That's what I'm gonna say. Woo! Hot take. Okay, it's like Barry Bonds. Okay, so up up until what 1998, 1999, he was the best ball player of his generation without a doubt, and had never taken steroids, and everyone agrees. And then he took steroids because he wanted to break the home run record, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and 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 mess with his legacy. It was like what she did. Honestly, is amazing. Why do you need to the steroids to be the sprucing of some of the language and some of these thoughts and feelings she couldn't possibly have fucking expressed? That's all I'm saying. Well, there you have. That's it. an interesting comparison. Thank you. That's what the listeners tune in for. Barry Bonds to Helen Keller. Direct yes. comparison, right here. He is the Helen Keller of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> She's the the. Oddly enough, not that blind and deaf guy. <laughs> There's been a couple of deaf ball players. Oddly, no, no blind ones have made it to the big leagues, but a couple of deaf ones have. Only a matter of time. Uh, yeah, the eternity. Until someone who can't see makes it to the big leagues. Well, that sounds like... Maybe a, I guess best case would be a catcher, and he just holds his glove there. I don't know. That sounds like a pessimistic statement from a Helen Keller truther. <laughs> yeah. Someone who can't see shouldn't stand, have to hit 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. You're right. All right, let's get back to the Nice Price Podcast. So I saw Kendrick that's Lamar. That's not what we were just on. Oh, I, I was... Yes, you saw Kendrick Lamar. How was uh-huh. it? It was great. Uh, I saw the tail end of Schoolboy Q's set. What's thought, the Q? Quentin? Thought, thought I was going to be seeing SZA Question? right after that in between <gasps> oh, him and no, Kendrick. Oh, no, but her voice. Yeah. Well, I'd, we found out right before we went to the show. I already had, to, like, that was a big selling point. Uh, she I misplaced like, her voice, correct? Yeah. But I happened to see a tweet or an Instagram post or something saying that she had... Uh, pulled out of the past couple of dates leading up to the Raleigh one, and then yeah, it turned out that indefinitely like, a vocal cord situation. Yeah, similar to what ended um, <clears throat> Buddy Holly's career. Hmm. I thought that was a plane crash. Yeah, that's a, that's a terrible uh, Neil Hamburger <laughs> joke. Was uh, what? Why? What happened in 1957 to cause uh, Richie Valens and Buddy Holly to stop playing music? Yeah, it's like the, their vocal cord vocal cords are damaged in an accident. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on We may that. have to edit that out. But um Nope. You want to tell that Reese's Pieces one, Matt? It's <laughs> a great joke. Um Uh So, so then what, yeah. what so it was at Walnut Creek? That's what I call it because I'm from here and that's what we used to always call it. It is now called the Sea Cum Park. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a family podcast, Matt. <laughs> Coastal Credit Union Coastal Credit Union Music Park or Pavilion. Park. So when you write it What's all out What's the difference between a park and a pavilion, by the way? I don't this know. This I don't know. Now, is it... I'm if you know the difference, seating, that's at I'm the Nice Price Podcast. One of them is slightly more comfortable. I feel like a pavilion's got more amenities. I think so, too, but park there, seems like the sound would be better. Well, but you know to, what? well they've called it both. It was all tell Pavilion at one point. Now it's Come Park. And <laughs> <laughs> We're not, again, this is a family podcast. Uh, there's also Poly Pavilion, which I believe is where UCLA plays basketball. And it's just like a basketball I mean, there are stadium. a ton of pavilions. So what's a pavilion, then? But then then you have amphitheater, which it also is. The venue- I think that the difference between pavilion and amphitheater is probably even slimmer than the difference between pavilion and park, right? I, well, amphitheater I think is it could, I think it's, an amplified theater. What, what are we talking about here? Right. I was wondering where that fit in the to these descriptors of a venue. Amphitheater has something to do with the, the shape and the shape. sound there and things. Go. Because there's Red Hat Amphitheater. Which is basically a small Walnut Creek, Cum Park. 
Like it's the same this layout. Is a family. It's the same podcast <laughs> setup. The only it's person just... I hope is listening to this right now is Helen Keller, because she's not hearing any of your potty mouth. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault. Some person can't look at like so yeah who did who signed off on who this? let that slip by without saying you know what we maybe we should uh switch <laughs> this wording around a little bit um but yeah it used to be called walnut creek which is still the name of the area like that's the name of the greenway there's trail. still a creek over there yeah and then it was and then it was altel pavilion for a minute mm-hmm. and now it's coastal credit union music park someone could do a really good one of those memes that and i'm sorry this is a family podcast that says like yes, I'm about to come, and then the Coastal <laughs> Credit Union music. Yeah. Part. and it's just someone in the lawn at a at a Brad Paisley yeah. concert. Yeah, but like <laughs> Neville Ring. I'm going back. I've I've been going there a lot. Yeah, even at your regular at the, at the, at the <laughs> this summer. Parks? Apparently, I am. Yeah. I, What's up? It's the summer of come. Oh God, <laughs> this Hell is a yeah. family <laughs> podcast. Hell yeah. Who's who's up, who's up next? Dead and Co. Oh, sick. Is that where I might be seeing the LSD Lucinda Williams? No, that's, that's Red, Red Hat, Hat Amphitheater. Red Hat? Okay. Why'd you say might instead of definitely? Am. Okay. Might as in I'm not sure the venue. Yes as in I bought the tickets with the Live Nation all in thing. Sick. All right. So here's a question that we're going to... The last time we talked, we had made brief plans about how we were going to get yes. to Charlotte in yes. September. Yes, yes, To see yes. Alan Jackson. What uh, progress party have, bus. have any of us made? Party bus. We're talking live. Oh, you mean potting. how we're getting into the show, or how yeah. we, what vehicle yeah. are we riding? I can get in? to Charlotte. That I can do. <laughs> yeah, I can take the train. Actually, we should take the train instead. We can pod on the train. Train pod. Yeah, you go pass on change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for real. Oh wait, how was Kendrick Lamar for real? Amazing. Lawn. Great. Where were you? Seats, baby. You weren't side stage like you were for post. Unfortunately, not. I was I, when we got there. I was like, I'm kind of spoiled now. Like I like I was looking up there on the stage. I was like. Get a Miller Lite so I don't feel uptight. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock everywhere. Hey, dudes, how's it going with that Miller Lite? It's fine and dandy, Kev. I mean, it's five o'clock everywhere. Oh yeah, that is what you always say. Sure does. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's that song you love. <laughs> I was like, dang, remember the last time we were here a few weeks ago? Pointed up to the stage, no big deal. This, these are very good seats. It was, it was surprisingly easy to find affordable tickets to that show last minute. Whereas like the Post Malone tickets, we looked at it just curiosity. Or we're like going insane. for even lawn ones, which I thought were generally just like 40 or 50 bucks. We're going, like, I guess the StubHub reselling thing is so big now. Like, people just buy up big lots of tickets, so it appears to be sold out. Therefore, they can sell them. Yeah, ticket resellers buy huge chunks direct from venues. I was going to say, this is going to be our issue with Alan Jackson if we don't find a connect. Because I, as as of as recently as, like, a month or two months ago when I went to the Country Music Freaks tour, uh, it got me thinking about Alan, and I looked up ticket prices. And it was basically sold out, and on StubHub it was, like, $90 for nosebleeds. Because it, it used to be, Jesus. yeah, it used to be you would look up ticket prices, and the first thing that comes up are those secondhand sites. So you, you can put them up there for whatever you want, three hundred dollars. Yeah. But then if you dig a little deeper and just buy it directly from the venue, it's you you, still you realize that yeah, fees, but yeah, it's, still it's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> but now they, they that's you just kind of have to buy it from one of those sites now because they just buy up everything. Uh yeah, I recall. Uh, Unless you're a uh, Chase 
card holder right. discoverer. Yeah, unless you're like you know the you date the, the tickets are going on sale and you buy it right then. Or but the it, co-host of like a very popular like indie rock podcast, right. the Triangle, sure. yeah. called the Nice Price Podcast. But I guess Kendrick, uh, the Kendrick tickets were easy to find. I found seated because it was like the weather was shitty, so I for sure at least wanted to be far enough under the thing. So we were like a third up into the seated area, pretty decent, and it was reasonably priced. And I, but I was also wondering maybe his like the price point of his to start off with that might be a thing he does. So like his fan base, yeah, like he's huge can go. to the point that he can like yeah he can. Like if I'm like the 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 length of career of money making time post yeah. is finite, very very slim. He's got to really hit it now. I feel like, but his Whereas fan Kendrick's base got the rest of his life to make money because he's like well, he's wildly be... different fan bases too. True. Like suburban kids are probably who love Post Malone. Their parents are going to pay whatever. Well, they... suburban kids love Kendrick Lamar too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of other people love, people love Kendrick Lamar. I guess is my point. So he pro- he probably tries to make his price point lower so that his fan base in certain areas. Could still go see their their idol. Is there like there should be a graph with like how much of a meme someone is and how much their concert tickets cost? Because I feel like all oh, of the meme bands that are popular with like right. suburban kids, but to us we're like, haha, Imagine Dragons or something like that, have right. the higher prices than people who have widespread popularity like Kendrick sure. Lamar, but aren't memes. Mm. True. I feel like... Well, I guess, yeah, Post Malone, I guess, was what I meant. is like a pop star, whereas Kendrick is very more... It was a more serious vibe, and he's speaking to more people. He just happens to be so popular. That that's <laughs> yeah. the only he's very popular, him. but it's, he should play the, the message and the vibe is wildly different. He should play Slims. Well, Maybe the Poor House. I got a shirt. Emerge? It, it, it's supposed Maybe to look Kendrick like... Kendrick Emerge? <laughs> is that where Drake Bell played? Yes. I miss that. Who's Drake Bell? Who isn't he? Well, Drake and Josh. <laughs> He's a Disney. And the live star. action Fairly Odd Parents movie are the two biggest things I know him from. But is that where Buck? No, Buckethead played Lincoln Theater. I'm. Mi- I've been missing Wait, shows. Buckethead is from Guns N' Roses. Uh-huh. Yeah, he and Drake tried Bell out is for from Disney World. Yes, or Disney Channel. But they both recently played <laughs> from in Raleigh. Disney World. <laughs> I just saw him at Disney World. Well, nice. I think Buckethead plays at Lincoln fairly often, or I feel like I've seen his name on the calendar. Well, he's got that weird Shredder crowd, right? <sighs> yeah. It's a thing. I'm not into it. He does the KFC bucket again. For a while, it was an unbranded bucket. But I heard... He shoots on Bojangles KFC. and made the crowd go wild. That's true. You gotta think like, of it's your... It's like when you drop the, the town's name. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. There's a noodly shredder guitar fan base that isn't that much different than like a jam band fan base, I think. I feel like there's a lot of overlap there. There's a flyer for a show I saw today. I won't say the band or the venue, but uh, to describe the band in big letters, it said um, Middle Eastern sci-fi fusion and i didn't think that sci-fi was a music genre and i was really perplexed what does that mean if they sing about space and alien like if they sing about the subject like uh Uh, i I could see what they were trying to say i guess it's stupid i'm not saying it's not a stupid way to word it but i guess i know what they mean what kind of what kind of music do you play Sci-fi. Maybe sci-fi means sci like the Gangnam Style guy, fidelity. So it is. <laughs> that is. I mean, you're working overtime to make that happen. It's like when it's like when so and so core was really big. Like if they were at, if they sang about oh, it was, and there was every core. Yeah, and it just meant like they sang about this one thing. Which core am I? Like Tolkien, like Tolkien core. Keller is, core. What does that mean? <laughs> Helen Keller. Oh, <laughs> I honestly forgot about it. 
See, I don't know that I want that to be my brand. But, uh, Keller Core. Too late. Keller Core. Uh, it would just be a record of silence, right? Wait, what's a record? Oof. I have no concept of what a record silence? is. Yeah. Summon and Garfunkel. Right. Unfamiliar. Um, so, back to the podcast. Speaking of genres. You know- saw Kendrick Lamar. You loved it. It's rap music. Correct? It, yeah. <laughs> You're going to now talk about some more rap music, correct? I was going to say, what about the genre? Coke rap. Coca-Cola rap? Coca-Cola rap. Music. More of a Pepsi. <laughs> Pepsi rap. Wild, wild Cherry Pepsi rap. Talking about Pusha T. Or what? as you, uh, I thought you, what was his? What's that? Is it Puss Hat? I thought Puss. that was his. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, when he played Hopscotch. We thought it would be funny if someone read it as Puss Hat. <laughs> like a noise, like a noise project. Because yeah. <laughs> the way the font was, like just, there wasn't that much space. You're like, ah, Puss Hat's playing like theater. Great show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like really good. It was really, really, really fun. Um, it and he did that thing where he was like, uh, combative with a sort of unseen third party that made the crowd. So he wasn't combative with the crowd, but he like had this angry presence, but it was directed off into the ether to like to the whoever wasn't there basically if you weren't here tonight i'm talking about you and it like made it this sort of like it brought like an edginess and not anxiety but like a a weird uh anger presence to the show but it still was fun that was a sick i because i was there for the performance before him too which was that guy father yeah which was was so good he didn't even play his hit that was what was crazy (laughs) and uh and then it was it was a really good one two ending of the night move just to get riled up and like end on a on a party note. So wait, you left father? You No, I was at Pusha T as well. Oh, oh I was at I thought you were gonna say that you left Puss Hat. Puss hat. Boy, I wouldn't miss Puss Hat. What uh, I meant was I was there early yeah. enough for yeah, father. Yeah. Mm. So that's how I felt about the show. What are you gonna talk about? I'm talking about his new record called Daytona. Now is that what people on Twitter are talking about Pusha T about right now? Because I don't think that's what they're talking about. Um, I think you're talking about a, a, the one song that isn't on Daytona. There's there's a few things going on with him right now. Uh, one, he has a new album out called Daytona, which I'll go into in a little bit. The cover of the album is being talked oh about. It's being talked about. Uh huh. Um, but he also has released a Drake diss song, not on the album. And how? And quite the diss. I'm losing, I haven't listened to it. I am losing track of like the things that people are tweeting about that he actually says in the diss track, and the things that people are saying as, as memes. And I'm like, it's all blurring together to where I can't. It all seems like it could be true. So I, I want to talk a little bit about this diss track. I know we don't want to let it take over everything. Sure. And I And I, I've actually been in discussions with uh, with our boy John Russell about doing a, just a pure diss track episode one day sure. which i would love to do oh hell yeah if he ever makes it into town um shout out to john Russell. you have a favorite one one uh, one that comes to the top of your head uh so hit him up was always even though i was on the other side of that beef as far as fandom uh that song is still extremely on point and uh and very mean and savage and ether and I, ether is a doozy ether's a doozy <laughs> and then i was also at the the uh ti little um little flip beef was a when I was living in Greenville, shout out to TD, to Dizzle, we were roommates, and that was a big part of our like social life, was talking about the new things that they were saying about one another. Right. Um, but this one is crazy because he did like a TMZ move. Sort of, yeah. And he, he found a, uh, a, a photo of Drake 
in blackface that uh and posted it and I, and i guess the the general message or thing he was trying to convey was that he doesn't think drake is outspoken enough someone at his level his level of fame advantage of his yeah well, I, he, I, I don't I don't know like I don't know what he was trying to say, but he put out what he thought I guess was a very embarrassing picture of Drake. Well, the TMZ thing <laughs> also was he out of the fact that apparently Drake has had a son with a former uh, adult performer of some variety and has not told anyone that he has that son and is also not taken care of or is in that son's life. That was one of the things that I couldn't right. tell if it was true. That's true. He did say that he named the son and he also. Uh, well, so he named the son with a song title. Apparently, the child's name is Adonis, and the song is, it says so, Addison, which is about his son, and also Adidas and Nike and blah, blah, blah. And he also then makes reference to Drake's own father having left Drake's mother. Well, he changes, he puts it, he ends up with like an N, Adidon or something. He like changes the spelling slightly. Yeah. Um, but, but it's obvious that that's what it's Yeah, about, and yeah. so he then references Drake's father having left his mother at a young age and saying, perhaps that's why you're such a poor father is because your father was such a bad father to you. Eesh. It goes into a level that is, <laughs> frankly, uncomfortable and too far, you would think. But then he says that, hey, on the diss track, I guess he did a fairly soft diss on Daytona, which you'll speak on, I guess. Drake? Soft? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, he did a diss to Drake that's sort of like... Uh, I, like you could ignore it if you wanted to, and Drake. Came it's not. Back. The, it's not like the whole song. It's like a line. or yeah, something. Yeah, and he yeah. referenced Pusha T's fiance in his response track by name, and that's when Pusha T was like, "Oh, okay. Well, then we're not playing if within we're taking the rules, it there, yeah. and I'm going to bury you alive." <laughs> yeah, and like destroyed him. And uh, Drake has yet to actually respond on a track, which is right. funny because well, he, he responded to the blackface picture. He did, but what's funny is that how the, did he respond? In, in a good way, like it was. He he gave the context of the photo. In, in his which defense, it, it was all very. He was like, "This is when I was acting. I wasn't a famous rapper here, and me and my uh, my my the co-star of this piece that I was acting in, I think was of a Middle Eastern descent, and and the, the subject of whatever they were acting in was about Being racial typecast. stereotypes and typecasting. So he looks cartoonish, like he looks like they were making a, a statement about <laughs> hey. Yeah. Like, this is what, no matter what I do, this is what you see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. Like, it's obviously that's what it was. Right. And that of context is awful. But, <laughs> but, um, but Pusha T just put it out there without, God, he was like, look at this clown, boom. basically. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> the whole thing is that the reason it started is. And that, it's startling. It's like an, like, it makes you feel weird looking at it. Is an industry issue with ghostwriting, and particularly when it pertains to Drake. Drake's huge, the most famous rapper in the world. Who has, I like. I like Drake. Has ghostwriters, <laughs> and everyone knows, and no one, but it drives certain rappers crazy. And so when not only does Pusha T bury you alive with this song, but then you take so long to come back, it opens it up to all the jokes and of, oh, yeah, he's finding ghostwriters to respond to Pusha <laughs> T. Right. And also, but when you say take so long, I think the album's been out for less than a week. Like, oh. this, this has all happened very quickly. So the reason people... is <laughs> I was going to ask, what's the standard for the response? To the, what is, like, the industry now, now with the internet, what it is, no, there is none. You got, like, you, you, you got six hours. <laughs> yeah. you got Before, time to go when to, you had to go, like, actually get, go to the studio, get up, like... Now it's nothing. Yeah, you need to be in line at Chopped, and you're like, I need this to go, actually. I have to go to the studio right now, and you have to get it done. Or in your phone. Like, there are ways that, to do it now that, yeah. that weren't there in the 90s. But, so anyway, that part is just fascinating. And there was a point also in which, after his original uh, diss, so Pusha T diss is on a track on Daytona. Drake responds and also says, like, like I just did you a favor. I'm, I'm basically promoting your record for you. 
and I think Pusha T joked, said, like, send me an invoice, and Drake actually sent him an invoice that was, like, $100,000 for marketing, like, payment due to OVO Sound, and took it very seriously and, like, tried to clown him for it, and then the fiancé thing, and then that's when Pusha T, like, went. Whew. And also the song was, he did a great job marketing-wise, speaking of Pusha T, he went on The Breakfast Club, and they played the song, and then he was there to be interviewed and, like, discuss it, essentially, sure. line by line. <laughs> so he got, like... A full on like hour to just like destroy Drake on the biggest radio show in the world. It's like a genius.com like uh, yeah, notation exactly. session. Exactly. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh and it it also is a sort of another feather in his cap as far as like a thing that I don't really care that much about, but like authenticity is that he's the one who's on the rap radio show talking about the the lyrics he wrote. Drake is just sort of off in this other world on Twitter. Sure. And so it's you know what I mean? Like it. Yeah. The winds are stacking up for Pusha T, is what I'm saying. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's the real deal. I mean, that. that <laughs> I think anyone would agree. Like. He's great. He. Yeah, he rules. Hyper talented. Now, do you know what his first rap name was before it was Pusha T? I don't. Puss Helmet. <laughs> um, so, yeah. There's beef, there are tweets. Uh, you've seen them all. Got tweets. Drake aside, there's there's he's also created beef with Bobby Brown and the uh, Whitney Houston estate. Yes, uh, I'm told that the number for the photograph was eighty five thousand dollars. It's something like that, yeah. So have you seen the photographs, Cecile? Yes, that was really what I and I didn't, I hadn't listened yet because I didn't know how people felt about the photograph and the. Some people don't like it. Yeah. At I'm least. not into it, personally. I don't have I, I'm not, like, it. offended or anything, but, like, for what it... It isn't... It doesn't bring what it's what it costs yeah. to me. Like, the icky feeling I get, it doesn't make up for in any way for me. I'm oh, sort of, for the listener, we should explain. I'm sort of into it. Um, it's a photo taken of... That was taken of Whitney Houston's bathroom. At one point in time, when she was alive, it was. No. But it seems to be kind of like a, the condition of it is. Oh, like, it looks like shit. There's yeah. crack. There's laying literally out. drugs piled yeah. everywhere. There's trash I, everywhere. It's, I felt weird about it because I was like, "Oh, this is like mocking or disrespecting a dead woman and I, using I, her like what she is now unfortunately known for." Right, and I think for she lived personal tr- gain without like saying or doing anything like you said to make up for the ickiness of yeah and, that. It, and she lived it like I, I it was a fairly tra- like she isn't a like not that when anyone dies it's like okay or whatever but like a, i think a particularly tragic situation in the way that she seemed to be like i don't want to say used but i don't know man i felt bad for her and like the whole situation was sad and if you know much about her biography there's like long-held belief about like she was not allowed to be who she truly was i don't want to speak for her as far as her uh right i'm trying to dance around <clears throat> some things for anyone who knows a lot about her biography you might know what i'm saying but like right so i know I she was that... jeff foxworthy's neighbor Whoa. damn that's a cookout i would pay a lot to be at <laughs> and the same really fancy like swanky uh it's called country club of the south in the outskirts of Atlanta, I had one friend from college who lived there, and one summer I went to visit, and she was like, "That's where Whitney Houston's kids live now," 
That's Jeff Foxworthy's 33 car garage. That's so on point. Anyways, I that might that's an aside. It is, but it's yeah. a good one. Um, I guess what I meant by like being kind of into it, I, I, what I mean is as a piece of art goes, may, the feelings that you feel when you see that photo that that, that like it's elic- that it's eliciting is a part of it. I think like yeah. you're, they want you because a lot of his he raps about drugs a lot. Right. But and, would you have and, known that that was like you could have staged that? That's my point. You could get a lot of photos of drugs. And like not all of them are like, and it was it isn't used to an effect of like a um, even. Well, I guess it is. It's well, not they glorifying. had artwork, they had artwork picked out. Like you can like. And I'm assuming it was a Daytona 500 situation. <laughs> and it was awesome uh, Dylan that was my next question time. was Have you ever been to Daytona? But I'd I rather not. talk about that no. But hey, if anyone wants to go to the Roval with me in September, is it in Daytona? No, it's in Charlotte. Uh, I'm all about Daytona. I saw the movie Click there, in theaters. Whoa. What? Because I got too sunburned the first day of beach, and then the next day my dad looks like his punishment. That is a you're not going of, back to the beach. We're going to see. Click. That is a variety of hell. <laughs> as you were too sunburned to have fun, so you got. So I had to, to go listen Clay. to the cranberries and watch Adam Sandler. <laughs> you didn't go earbuds in. Turn your zoom on. No. Head back. All right. Um. So you. Uh, they so you, they had artwork ready to roll, and the the quote that keeps popping up in articles about this is that when asked. He he, Pusha T was like, Kanye called me at like 1 a.m. a couple of nights ago and said, "I want to. I think we should change the art direction on the cover. I have an idea." Um, and that and like it was like a very last minute decision, and he was like, "All right, like print it, let's do it." And now, it's creating a buzz for sure. Um, again, maybe that's all part of it. I think like, it's a I, large part of it. Yeah, and he. Kanye personally paid a lot of money to have it licensed. And I think that the Kanye Association, I mean, obviously, like it's a very obvious statement that the Kanye Association is why sure. people don't like it. But I think it just goes along with him sure. disrespecting black women in general. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and him seeming to believe that like everything can be bought. Right. It, like that's the part that like sure icks people out that it's like. Oh, like as long as you, you can get the money to like make a, an like LOL Whitney Houston bathroom cover, right? Well, I don't think it's necessarily Which I LOL. Don't, I, I don't. I, that maybe not. I think I think the 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 sad truth of anything can be bought is part of the overall message in in the whole piece, the cover art, the lyrical content. Like he's sort of a serious, aggressive. Like I don't Ted DiBiase situation. Yeah, could have I mean, gone with Dale Earnhardt's car or something. See, well, it's funny you say that because in Florida had to change the rules because autopsy photos were public record for certain things. And when Dale Earnhardt Sr., RIP, died at Daytona. That was at Daytona? That was at Daytona. Okay, because I was going to say what I, the thing I just said was factually improbable because I thought that it was in yeah. like Alabama or something. No, or he, he died at Daytona. Daytona. Yeah. And... Right, wasn't it? Now you're tricking me out. It wasn't at Talladega. It was Daytona. Anyway, so he, but the issue was that they they would have been public. The photo, the autopsy photos would have been public record, and the Earnhardt family had to do some crazy amount of thing to get them sealed, so they didn't just become a thing that anyone could just look at. Rotten.com. Have you seen? That was a big <laughs> e-bombs world. Guy. A, an Earnhardt family aside, mm-hmm. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is really active on Twitter. Yes, and he's got this tweet. He's got, a podcast. he's got this tweet that I retweet once a month 
that says, when I'm at a fancy steakhouse, no offense to the chef, but I got to have that A1. Yeah, yeah, that's my dude. Uh, <laughs> that's not, I think that's my favorite tweet ever. I love it. And that's a very true, honest, like, I, I really like Dale Hart Jr. I don't care what anybody says. I think I do, too. I, like, idolized his dad and, like, in a, like, he was a modern superhero to, at least to me and a lot of my generation, I think he had this sort of, like, larger than life. I told you I thought he was a sorcerer when I was a kid. I thought he literally made the other cars move out of the way with his willpower. Like I, his I willpower. He... <laughs> there we go. Like I thought, I, like I didn't like it's aerodynamics. It turns out, by the way. But what I thought was that he, they honestly got so scared of him being behind them, they just couldn't take it, and they just woo lost control, and he went around him. Um, and like it was a tragic thing in my life, and I was a big Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan, and I think he is a has handled. He's one of the rare, like very few people I think could have handled it. And grown up the way he grew up, and be as fairly well adjusted and, and likable, good shit like and, that, and likable as he truly is now. Yeah. Shout out to Dale Earnhardt Jr. I just felt the other day after my sixth or seventh retweet of that, I was like, I'm, you know <laughs> also, what? See, you're the lunatic. Like that's a, that, that's his dumb but like like reasonable thing to tweet. You're the psycho who keeps retweeting it. <laughs> after the sixth or seventh time, I was like, I'm gonna give Dale Jr. the follow. He deserves it. Yeah, they just had a child. He and his wife. Um, Named A1. Yeah. Mm. The yep. next one will be A2. Oh, is there an A1 car? No, there isn't, sadly. Ooh, that'd be tight. But uh, also, before I forget, shout out to Ryan Blaney, my favorite race car driver, and to Glass Case of Emotion, his podcast. Well. It's five o'clock everywhere. There's that song you love. Um, Let's get to the music. We've been talking about the cover and all the shit surrounding the record. Let's hear about what are your yeah, thoughts on Yeah, fuck all that. It's great. Seven tracks. Whoa, is it an EP? I was going to say, didn't that make some people be like, this is an EP, not an album, and then someone I'm else sure is like, why did, does that matter? I'm sure it did, because people want to fucking complain about something. Yeah. Um, I am curious. About? What to you makes something an LP and not an EP? Not that it matters, but just curious as to like... Intent and where it fits in the canon. Sure. Whoa. So if it's four songs in 16 minutes? It A lot of it depends on what was the... like. Like, I don't know, an EP has often got a very, like, specific either this is a transition or this is an aside from what we're doing in the, like, larger scheme of things. And it doesn't really matter to me the link. Deer Hunter's Rainwater Cassette Exchange is, like, six songs, pretty long, could almost stand alone as an album, but it's very much, a, like, a brief, like, little thing they do to sound a little more nautical. Okay, so intent is your... Artist's yes. intent, yeah. Okay. Like if they want, if he wants to call it an album, who am I to say that it's not? Yeah. All right. I'm just curious. Like, okay, let's it's say how, you're it's making how one. I feel, yeah. Like, it, oh, you, also, a lot of times I feel like the like an EP kind of ends on a to be continued note, which sounds corny or whatever. But like, none of the like the sequencing is seems to have like either less thought or less purpose with an EP, where like the last song could sound like this isn't the last fucking song of a release. You know, there's something after this. Well, so I thought about this with the new Wand release. Yeah, that last song feels like it closes on an album. And they said it's an EP, but I listened to it and I was like, this is a record. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And I was going to say, I don't even know if it's an EP or a full length, but when we get to the band, I'm talking about Flasher. Their only other proper release was seven songs. But it's an LP. But it's an <laughs> LP. But, but like Dark Side of, like their Dark Dark Side Side of, of My Moon, Ass? Dark Side of My yes. Ass has like less than 10 songs. Never heard it. What's your favorite Pink Floyd album? 
Uh, I've never heard a single Pink Floyd song. That's not true. That's not true. I've seen even Wizard of Oz. Even if you have an intention. <laughs> you know that it's Okay, score. fine. <laughs> oh, the, 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 you see, Is, the uh, If I only had a brain one. <laughs> uh, no, even if you didn't mean to, you've heard it like a sheets or something. All in all, you're just another brick in the wall. What about money? No, that I definitely don't know. I, then how'd you know that you don't know it? Uh, because what? I... That would offend me. <laughs> that's a that's something you wouldn't know. Money. Yep. All right. I'm a. Uh, I'm gonna go with Uma Guma. <laughs> yeah. All I right. just like the name of it. Cool. Um. It's seven tracks. He calls it an out. It's released as an LP, so I guess it's an LP. I'm into it. Um. I was just curious what people thought. It goes. I mean, it cuts straight to the, like very little hooks. Uh, a lot of just flowing. There's only like two. There's only two features on it. Rick Ross and Kanye West are on a track each. Very famous rappers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kanye produced the whole thing. The entire. Now, I have a question. Maybe you don't know this. What was the? Were these beats that Kanye made, and because Pusha T is on his label and et cetera, et cetera, they worked out, or did they? Was this a collaborative? They sat down to make this record together. He made. I think, from what I understand. They'd been working on the album leading up to this, and there were there were more people collaborating. But it came down to I think him just saying like I want to do this whole thing, like it was made for this. Okay, album. tight. That's he might have um, had some nuggets or and some files sitting around, but like they were like he was like I want to produce this album. That is a thing that is a newer, not newer, but like a come back into vogue and rap that i am very fond of is less of the bouncing around and having 11 different producers make 17 different tracks with 14 different rappers features that you do all over the different studios that you like right. package together and cobble together as a record and more of the so-and-so made 11 tracks for me and i rapped over those 11 tracks you know what i mean like, right it's it's really well i think he did a really good job to in that really good at making it for the artist like it's not it's minimal for for him because a lot of his stuff especially like when you get to like life of pablo it's kind of far out like structure wise like he's clearly just trying new things and innovating and like constantly trying to be ahead of his time but this is very just like a more straightforward i'm making something for this certain type of rapper and it and there's some little production notes in there like you can tell like the way he'll like sample like an old R&B song and turn it up a little bit. Yeah, there's a couple of those for like hooky parts, but I think it's really well well, well done on all accounts, production, lyrically. It's kind of pointless to say R-I-Y-L <laughs> with this, but uh, clips? Clips, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, any, any sort of like semi-serious, like thought-provoking, like rough, like... Well, he, do, he he's the... I think one of the reasons that he's that people like Pusha T so much is that he is in that middle of um, rap where he isn't like the hyper lyrical, like the vocabulary right. rappers, but he's also not um, fully flopped over to like radio rap that some people despise. For yeah, I, I can't imagine there's a radio. Like, I don't know what song of these seven would be on the radio. Yeah, he he is the like uh, like the indie rock that we all think is good and well done and great of rap i hate to use that analogy but you know what i mean like he he isn't on he's not on either pole of things it's not like clips was clips had hits yeah they they were the lyrical content was still 
kind of gritty and drugs coke rap again um it's just marijuana though right and uh but Pusha T is definitely more not that he doesn't have radio singles but this this is pretty like start to finish just heavy flow um but yeah I love it very very good record what's the what's the, the track to check out we're gonna um, have to play one we only got two records to talk about this week the it it starts off really strong uh track one which is called if you know you know but i like comeback baby i like the games we play and comeback baby the best i'll pick one matt comeback baby okay you'll hear hear that later you'll hear it later so cecile you haven't had a chance to listen to explicit explicit content warning (laughs) but you're familiar with just the, the twitterdom yes what's the riyl based only on twitter for this record uh, viral quote tweet memes. Viral quote. <laughs> hey, who's the 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 damn the uh the gif that people always share? The guy going. Oh, I don't know. And he's got like a buzz in the side of his hair. But it's always like when you figure something out and that somebody else and like that's the like, gist of it. Is and like, it's like when you realize that you could just do this and actually yeah yeah some, yeah. I hate that. I don't know. Does anyone know the name of the only person I know who knows the name of like a viral GIF is Walt. Um, who? That guy oh, from last week. Walt. Well, yeah, from last week. That guy that oh, um, that dead guy was the on dead last guy. Week. He went viral and the the viral disease killed him. Um, <laughs> he uh, killed by a meme. That guy that's the blinking handsome man. You know that GIF. It's like blinking and then like kind of shaking his yeah, head. Yeah. Walt said that that's some video game guy whose life was ruined. And I wish we could ask Walt, but what? unfortunately that video would involve games? a seance. Um, no, his life was ruined by going viral as this gif. Like now he's gif man and can't do anything else with his life. Get a beard. Shave your head. No one will ever recognize uh, you. The dorkiest Shut up, That sounds man. like the Hannibal Burris moved to Philadelphia, started a noise or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? The uh, I do. Eric Andre show. The picture of him at Moogfest. Yeah. Twiddling knobs. Yeah. There was like, that took, that went on, like took the internet by storm and was like Hannibal Burris starts noise project or something. Or other. <laughs> he wasn't twiddling? I don't know what's going on. He was at Moogfest a couple years ago, and there was just a picture that was in the press of him, like, fucking with a, a piece of electronic music equipment. Uh-huh. And then some of these memers uh, put a fake headline to it, uh, implying that he had started a noise project. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Whew. Whew. Memes. Yeah, it's too bad Walt's dead. He could tell us all about this stuff. And it's funny, because he was on last week, and he would not shut up I about heard. Stephen Magnus. He said it was a Stone Cold classic. I think it's the record that killed him. He gave it a 10 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. He, he said he, he would have given it an 11 out of he 10. He said he admired him. <laughs> and uh, it was crazy. But, uh, well. I He told me he liked Stephen Malcolm's better than Weird Al. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> uh, so he, yeah, I mean, when Weird Al was on, he liked it and he, he gave some good reviews, but like. When was Weird Al on? When he talked about Weird Al, rather, when Walt was I on know. last time. He was effusive. And his praise for for the Malkman. That's a Malkman TM Nice Price Podcast. I'm trying to think of who I like better, Stephen Malkmus or Weird Al. Hard, it depends Hard on, to compare, really. Yeah. I, one of them, I only want to hear the choruses and only like of a Weird few Al. songs. Yeah, that's it. The other one I don't really know that much about. 
I was I honestly didn't know which one you were about to say with that description. <laughs> I do like that song Shady Lane a lot. That song is tight. I know that about you. Oh yeah, because I was on the pavement enslavement. Listen to my episode. It's a really good one. Highlight uh, being they, Kevin they, Sweeney. This is true. They sort of they sort of occupy different places in my listening in my listening <laughs> zones. Well, I, I think Stephen Malkovich just he preys upon Weird Al in that Tim Heidecker interview he did this week, where he was like, "Weird Al's great." They do talk about Weird Al. Yeah. Well, heavy. Who knew? It was too much of the singularity, and it was part of what killed Walt. Okay, well, I'm going to be Tim Heidecker. You're going to be Stephen Malkmus. And instead of Weird Al, it's Flasher. Okay. What do you think about Flasher? <laughs> That's the best band right now. Who do I get to be in this scenario? You're dead, Walt. You get to be the... Fuck. You get to be Stephen Malkmus's publicist who every now and then chimes in and says, Hey, Steve's got another interview in ten minutes. Got it. Okay, yeah, do that. Okay, okay, <laughs> so, go on. Here's what I'll tell. I'm gonna tell you what I know about Flasher, and you you tell me more because I think you know more. Probably. Uh, I found out about that band when a label that we is very cool that is nice and works direct with us, it called Sister Polygon. Yes. In Washington D.C. Yes. The capital of the United States of America. Yes. They put out a bunch of tapes and records, and we yes. we order all their stuff all yes. the time. And they have one yes. band with one of the better band names in the world, the Shady Hawkins Dance. Yes. And I thought that was a good band name. They, uh, anyway, Sister Polygon put out the Flasher record and we ordered it, the tape and the record, and we thought it was really good. It's great. And then I texted you and said, hey, um, don't tell Walt, don't want him back on anytime soon, but when do you want to be on the pod again? And you said, like whenever the hell they finally finally put this fucking Flasher record out. That's probably like, exactly something what very I said. Similar to that. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's do it. And um, and then I didn't listen to it until today. And I well, it's not Sister Polygon anymore. No, that's true. So now they're on Big Boy Records. They're on Domino. They're on Big Boy Records. Big Boy, John Prine's record label is Oh Boy, but Domino is who they're on now. But I hadn't I listened to it uh, as much as I could today, but I don't know anything about their biography. So, are they from DC? The band? I yes. know nothing about them. So this this, this role I have in this fake interview fits someone, fits nicely for me because I don't have to say much. You should be someone in that band was in priests. 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 That's what I said. Priests. Someone in that band was in priests, and like helped run Sister Polygon. I guess because that's like priests label. So yeah, I so I know who that person is. Right. I didn't know they were in Flasher. And then like just made flash the full-time thing but even back more sneaks ava yeah had a project like you know her yes um had a project with like the people in flasher because they all grew up they're all generally the same age i guess or grew up in the same scene in dc and then that kind of disbanded and the people who like ava did sneak stuff and then the people who weren't ava did were like well let's just do our own band that became Flasher, because the first Sneaks record was also on Sister Polygon. It was, um, which was reissued by Merge Records. Um, yeah, so that's how that band got started. Uh, someone in the band's parent used to do All Songs Considered. Um, that's the NPR So they're thing? truly DC, if they had the NPR music connection. Is that the one? Who's the one who's mad at Ryan Adams? Is that All Songs Considered? Everyone? No, no, no. The guy who has like, the feud. And he has, no, he writes about R. Kelly. And he has a voicemail that Ryan Adams left him that he posted on the internet. Oh, uh, 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 Jim Deere Goddess. Oh. 
I don't this know was anything a woman. about this. Okay. So Jim Deergoddess trashed Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams left him a, a mean-spirited voicemail that Jim Deergoddess leaked to the internet. This was years ago. Is that Father John Misty's real name? Jim Deergoddess. <laughs> Ryan Adams? Oh. They got a feud, don't they? Oh. Is, don't, haven't they done diss tracks about each other? What did they like? Oh, God. Were they both at Chipotle and there was only guac enough for one of them? And they got into a few. Is that their fight? So that's Flash's background. Um, DC kids. Uh, then they got signed to Domino. They put out a seven inch last year that was just a standalone thing. They had the song Burn Blue that is like my. Fa- that was my favorite song last year. And it was shoegazy. A or B side, but let's assume it was the A side, and the or actually, I, th- I think it was the B side. Uh, it was the B side. It was the B sure. side. The <clears throat> A side was more aligned with what the, their sound, which is like post-punky, some of it kind of is B-52-Z, like, hey, 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 you know, they sound like they could be on the, if there were a third Flintstones live-action movie, that they would be the resident band in the restaurant that Whoa. Whoa, wait, hang on. Why did the Flintstones show up? Because the B-52s in the first Flintstones live-action movie. The Rick Moranis joint? The Rick Moranis, the Andrew Savage joint. Yeah. Um, so you think he looks like Andrew Savage? Is that what's going on here? They are identical. I think Rick Moranis dropped off the face of the earth to start a series of bands that led to parquet courts. <laughs> That's much crazier than anything I said about Helen Keller. No. Anyways, <laughs> the B-52s were the house band in that movie. Film, Bush sorry. Uh, they were called the BC-52s. Ah, uh, they did the Flintstones theme. That before Christ? What yes. is that? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, and I'm just saying that a third installment, Flysher would definitely be we'll on be the, the, sh- the long list of bands. Well, Parquet Courts can be on Ellen. Then Flysher should be on Flintstones. That's true. So, okay. So, it, I I didn't know that it was um, the person from Priests that was in That's just what Flasher. I read. Sometimes I read things that are wrong. On the internet. On the internet. Wait, I thought everything was right on. But the there internet. was a priest yeah, no, no, flasher I saw this stuff connection more than just Sister Polygon. Okay. Um, but then this. But year you said they the post punk. Well, they're post punk mostly, except this one song with shoegaze, and I actually I found out about this band because it's five o'clock everywhere. a friend sent uh, that song "Burn Blue" to me and said. Hey, this doesn't sound like this band's other stuff at all, but is this shoegaze? And I was like, oh, yeah, I like this a lot. Like, let me oh, hear their other you, stuff. Are you the arbiter of shoegaze? Yeah. So um, you, you like stamp of approval? Exactly. Enoch, who's your favorite shoegaze band? Uh, Less Western? There we go. <laughs> uh, uh, who's who's a shoegaze band? Legit. Like, what's like a. Who's considered like a seminal one? Like, My Bloody Valentine. Slow Dive. Oh, okay. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, ride, um, Swirlies. Uh, uh, I'm told that the first Brian Jonestown Massacre yes. record that I like 
I do like yes, I like that band I a lot. I would lump that in there. The, okay, then that Some one. spiritualized you could lump then in there. Then that first Brian Jones town is mine. Okay. If spiritualized counts that they're them for sure. Like by a mile. I would say Some compared to the other. I would say the Spaceman three was a, a forerunner for shoegaze. That's spa- there's sci fi music. Jesus Spaceman and Mary 3. Chain. Jesus and Mary Chain also a forerunner. Galaxy five hundred forerunner. I'm not into this. Toyota forerunner. <laughs> <Rab four. laughs> All right, this is gone. So, because Walt is often confused as to what is post punk, he Was asks me that all the time. Often confused. Walt, which is, I think the I think of post punk music as just like, hey, it's all uh, it's all post punk now. Punk is dead. Propulsive angular guitars. I, my favorite thing about post punk is is people dying to find another word besides angular or jagged, yes. like all the same it's because you can't get away from it well it's one of those things like i was listening to another podcast where someone was talking about Are there off- other podcast about authenticity in country music it was cocaine and rhinestones oh yeah um and he was talking about authenticity in country music and was like i can't use words to describe it but i could tell you when i hear it and like if i hear it i can say what about it sounds so it's like, like pornography that. right They're, exactly it's the supreme court has ruled that post-punk They'll know it when they hear it. They know it, yeah. Yeah. Or when they see it, like, okay, so that t-shirt's tucked in into those black jeans. Post-punk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Necklace, man with bleached hair, buzz cut. Sir, you're post-punk. You are post-punk. Um, I believe, what, was it the Judds episode? Yes. Did you listen to my Judds playlist that I put on Spotify? <laughs> no. Called Consider Your Socks Rocked Off, Colin the Judds? <laughs> Do you like the Judds? I love the Judds. They're extremely underrated. I didn't realize how big No One Else on Earth by Winona was until that episode when he was like, this broke through to the like Billboard Hot 100. So I'm a Judds. So I misheard you for a second. I, I thought you were making a f- fat joke about Winona Judd. <laughs> I don't know how big Winona was. Good <laughs> God. Have you seen that cow? <laughs> well, shout out to the, the other Judds, to Winona. So, like, and Naomi... Well, kind of. Sh- I always they were the card. They were the country Kardashians, which so is what's forgotten. So my mom, when I was a kid, there were certain country stars that, and this kind of runs counter to the Cocaine and Rhinestones host's take on it, mm-hmm. because he's like, well, which I agree. You know, like you don't have to have been poor from the South to be a good country artist. Um, but there were some people like the Judds. Like, my mom didn't like Garth Brooks. I love Garth Brooks. Death to Garth Brooks. My mom didn't like Reba McIntyre. I love Reba McIntyre. But that she said were too, like, flashy or too, like, a t- like kind of, uh, like, uh, tabloidy for her mm-hmm. liking. And Naomi Judd specifically was one of them. She didn't have a problem with Winona. And I remember us liking Winona radio hits. My mom hated Naomi Judd. And Naomi Judd was always a commentator on CMT, like, list shows so like na- like the their bizarre relationship the fact that people thought they were sisters the fact that people they were the original white stripes okay so i was gonna say kardashians but you went white stripes same who cares but like <laughs> the weirdness of their relationship and in that point in time in which it wasn't crazy to sit around and like essentially on television talk about it wasn't mom who do you think is better looking around. the mom or the daughter like this like it's not yeah it was like a totally different time and so like that drama and weirdness and their fucked up weird ass relationship was 
so tabloid and, and known and like out there and bizarre, but like why not me is as good a country song of that era as almost anything. Like the tunes No, I agree that, rule yeah. and Winona can really, really sing. Yeah. And like the song well. just go listen to my <laughs> Alternatively, I think there's a white on a song she in Guy Fieri's <laughs> in Guy Fieri's country cookout playlist that he curated Hang through on. Spotify for Memorial Day weekend. Okay, which is more balanced in terms of you gender. live a weird internet life. It's more balanced in terms of gender than this other Spotify curated like hot country playlist. Guy knows how to cook them, and by that I mean <laughs> thick. Look, I love Guy Fieri. Play- okay, we Fieri, all do. Straight up. So I, I think Thank Guy Fieri's the best. I think he's really funny. I think the you, best. Yeah, that I mean that what when I say the best, I mean is good. You think he's really tight. Yeah, yeah. I think it's cool. So uh, I kind of do too. His, Check out his country play. It's good. His hot ones is what flipped me. It seems like Waylon Jennings is his favorite highwayman, which I agree with. Are you familiar with the fifth highwayman? Who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we joked it was Joe Diffie was oh. the fifth highwayman. <laughs> I knew. We had a weird text chain in which we referred I to I haven't heard the name Joe Diffie out loud in years. I, I, I set, set my 40, truck on fire. I said it 48 hours ago. And roll it down a <laughs> it hill. It comes up a lot. But I still wouldn't trade it for a Coupe de Veil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's something women like about a pickup, man. Yeah. Uh, Joe Diffie's a, I mean, he's a legend, but we, we in a weird <laughs> it, text Joe chain. Joe Diffie sounds like the name of like a Toyota dealership. Joe oh, Diffie yeah. Toyota. But we had a weird text chain in which Matt referred to Joe Diffie as the fifth highwayman. <laughs> it was really funny. I uh, don't remember that, but the way you asked, I knew it was something, but I couldn't yeah. think of what it was. Yeah, it was like, it's like the traveling Wilburys where every, like everyone knows everyone. Like, who's that like? Because they forget Jeff Lynn. And it's right. like, okay, Willie, I got Waylon, I got, okay, and then, oh, that's, that's Joe. That's Joe Diffie. Yeah, he was a... Like, Diff dog. The Diff dog. Uh, who's the... We're getting way off the rails here, but there was a crazy, an awful country musician who had a song called Joe Diffie, and the chorus was, Joe, Joe, a Joe Diffie. Is this in the past five years? Past eight? For sure. Past seven. Jason Aldean. I was going to guess Aldean. Um, He's banned from playing in Bainbridge, Georgia. He's more my style icon. Really? You like Dirt Road Anthem? You know Dirt Road Anthem? No, I think he dresses good. Tattoos on this town by Jason Aldean was my high school class song. Uh, Oh, Jesus Christ. I was kidding. Um... Um, I, I have a there's I have some guilty pleasure songs. People misuse that. Do time. you like boys around here? That's certainly the number one guilty pleasure. song. That's a great song. Can I just say I don't believe in guilty pleasures because I think that you wouldn't listen to something repeatedly if you didn't fucking like it to some extent. No, I like, like it. Genuinely I, like the way it sounds. Like you're not gonna listen to something over and over that you do not like the way it sounds. Guilty pleasure is just like adding an unnecessary like barrier between you and this art that you consume fart um i think i use that term incorrectly but i hope you do but i think it's the way most people to. use it yeah. which is song i don't want other people to know i listen to yeah so that that song is 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 one of those i want to say that i'm better than that song and that like i think that it's bad and people shouldn't listen to it because it's so stupid but it, i like it it's really good true I love back the. And uh, back and back and what's spin. Miranda Lambert's group that's featured on it? You know, 
Uh, I think the Pistolanis. Re- oh, that's right. I'm ready for their comeback. Is it technically Pistolanis? I thought you just said Randolanis. No, it's Pistolanis. There are three of them. Remember when um uh when Blake Shelton has a tattoo of what looks like little pieces of poopy on his arm? I saw him live. I don't it's, know it's any tracks. of his references. I saw him live, and Gwen Stefani came out and sang a song with him. A friend of for the Country Music Freaks tour. Wow. And what is, what it's the second time that's come up. What is what is the country music freak story? Yeah, it's it like somebody was, like a walleye, it somebody with a pinhead. <laughs> American Horror Story country music freaks. Yeah. Um, no, it was... Lobster Boy? Yeah, it was banjo. Blake, Sh- <laughs> Blake Shelton, Trace Adkins, and then two young'uns I did not know. Hang on. Well, how's Blake Shelton a freak? <laughs> No, the-, the fans are the freaks and you're a freak for the music. Oh, uh, he's not a freaky little naughty boy. Okay. This one goes out of the OG freaks. <laughs> <laughs> plays, a, plays a terrible Blake song. But, but, but Trace Atkins only came out to sing uh, Honky Tonk Badonky Donk and looked like he was in hell because he knew that that was all he left behind. But he's got another really good hit called Chrome that I loved yeah. in 2004. You know that song? Yeah, you tried to mansplain country music to me one time when I referenced Trace Atkins about I said something I made a joke about Honky Tonk with Donk Donk and you're like but do you know Chrome I was like that, no I don't I listen to him song. that much and you're like well then you can't tell I was like give me a fucking break that if I don't know this well, he does like, every light in the house is on Trace Atkins song oh he also has a song called I left something turned on at home and it's about <laughs> his wife it's his oven he's got two he's he burns got, the house so down. that one is a metaphor <laughs> for like he left he like left his wife before fucking her or something. Gross. This is a family podcast. <laughs> but it's two electrical songs that he's got. And it's I love it. Okay. We're gonna work our way back to Flasher Ooh. somehow. Lights. Flasher. Post punk music. Um give So the, they've got a new album. Give the R I Y L besides shopping. Or another contemporary post punk band that someone may not, who doesn't listen to this kind of music may not have heard. The the B fifty twos are what I say. Okay, um, well, that's good. Or like you, everyone's heard them, they should know. Yeah, some of it's a little more like. Well, I keep going back to the eighties because I would say early REM to some of the like more straightforward rock songs. Like it is straightforward rock music, kind of. And so I'm kind of like, I'm not, and not in a snobby way, like perplexed by why I'm so drawn to it, but I'm kind of like, this isn't really doing anything that no one's done before. It's just doing this one thing incredibly well. Um, Skim Milk's the song, though. Skim Milk's the jam, so we'll play Skim Milk later. They got two other singles, Pressure and Who's Got Time, that are both equally great. I think Pressure might even be, like, the focus single from the record, but Skim Milk was the one that I listened to. Industry talk, people. Yeah. Focus single. (laughs) Let's play Skim Milk right now. We're going to play Skim Milk by... Flasher from their album titled Constant Image. Constant Image on Domino Records. And we'll be back with some uh, plugs and shit. Peace. Second place, red loyal, permanent. Call. 
at you that was flasher with skim milk skim milk skim milk what are your thoughts on milk I, was... <laughs> I love it in every form that it comes in mm. so but just just milk though right what's the other form i mean like one percent two percent fat free whole oh. milk Ooh, here's a funny thing. milk i think brian's an idiot shaw so <laughs> I, I mentioned the other day i made a joke about i forget what we were talking about and two percent whole milk and it, it appeared to me that for a, it's certainly a brief moment he thought that whole milk meant 100% because I was like I was like I made a joke about it just being called 3% or something and he was like well no it's whole milk I was like hang on you think there's 100% and then right next to it just 2% I was like what's the other 98% <laughs> I was like there'd be more fluctuation to that <laughs> and then he was like googled it and he was like oh yeah it should be called like it's like 3 or 4 I would like to say that one time Kevin Sweeney the Kev Return. Uh, Shout out to Kev. Called me a Republican because I didn't want to dip <laughs> cookies into almond milk, and I was like, I just want regular milk. These are cookies, and he was like, You don't like almond milk? You're a Republican. Huh? That uh, that's a leap. I, I I think you're both wrong on that. Then that exchange. You would dip cookies in almond milk. You would dip sure. sweet and sweet. Sure. Oh, I guess maybe I haven't had almond milk. Is it sweet? It's sweeter. Yes. Sweeter. I'm okay with that. I dip it in chocolate milk. That's so yeah. like, when I want to focus on the taste of the cookie. And Kevin is a man who is concerned with taste. Like, actual taste of foods and respecting the taste. I don't know. He tweeted one time about shoving an entire salad down the sink. He <laughs> he told me his hot sauce philosophy is where there is flavor, he respects the flavor. Or no. He said, where there isn't flavor, I acknowledge the need for heat. Where there is flavor, I respect the integrity of the dish. So you would think that this is a man who would accept the fact that I wanted to focus on the way the cookie tasted and just dip it in milk that tasted like water. Ah. Uh, uh. Was it not just a statement against almond? Like, are you against milk? Was he was he saying like you're a redneck because you want regular milk? Yeah, kind of. Like, oh, you don't want to try something new. Well, I know what almond milk tastes like. I just don't want it with the cookie. That's why. Like, I know what it tastes like. That's why I don't want it with the cookie. Anyways, that's how I feel about milk. Skim milk's fine. I get it most of the time. I like almond milk. I don't have anything against it. I I, I've never really. I get it in my lattes. Brag. Jazzes it up. I can afford lattes. Isn't that what a latte is? No, latte. The addition they of usually milk. Use, yeah, they usually use like whole milk though. Right. Oh, I, I oh, see you, what you mean. get a skin. Or like got one. It, got I, it. I, I get. I believe they call it skinny. Is that well, what? Well, I call it. Well, I'll do, I'll do coconut or almond milk in lattes. Coconut. Because when I want a latte, I want something that's a little sweeter. 
Like that's why I'm wearing that specific drink. I noticed recently you've been biting my uh, my drink stees up a cup of Joe. What's your drink? I exp- I explore other uh, syrups. Ice King green tea, shot of raspberry. Tangerine, uh, okay. baby. For the for the listener, Cecile made a face. <laughs> Can you would you ever put milk in tea? So Fraser puts milk in tea. As do most English people. <laughs> um that that's a common thing is like do you take your tea with milk? I would. I like mean they, I, I they would also try put it. cookies biscuits. <laughs> um they do a lot of weird things, but I know that they put milk in their tea. I think hot tea milk, I'm certainly interested in trying it. I love tea of almost all varieties. It's my main drink. Well, you were just talking about the diss track, and you seem to love tabloids and celebrities, so I think you love tea. Tea. I'm Do not, you not know them? I don't. Tea is like a term that means gossip or like, oh. you know, like spilling he, then tea. Then yes, he does love tea. that. I didn't know, but I do tea, <laughs> love tea. gossip. For the listener, I love, if you have gossip... Please That's at the nice price podcast yeah, or in any, person. Any gossip, my, like the best phrase in the world is like, "Okay, don't tell anybody." You saw <laughs> that was a recent meme. That, well, I actually heard it on a podcast. Someone said made a joke. My favorite podcast. Oh yeah, dude, made a joke about how when he was he's like, if I hear someone say, "Okay, I'm not supposed to tell you this," but he's like, "I will jump over the cubicle wall. I will knock a door down. I will do whatever I have to do to hear whatever they're about to say." And when he said that, it spoke directly to the <laughs> That's why you were so eager soul. to hear my Ashley Judd story. was because I said it was something too And now too that you referenced it on the pod, we got to put it in here because we can't. Uh, <sighs> look, I love all gossip. Talk to me. I'm not a very good person inside, so it's okay. Um, Maybe it's tea because gossip. This is getting wild. Yeah, I didn't even know about this term, and now I'm like. I didn't either. I'm 100% like, yeah, that sounds like a good, good theory. Gossip. What does that word mean? Okay. What were we talking about? Flasher. No, no, no. We did all that. Skim milk. We did all that, too. We were talking about milks. Just talking about milk. <laughs> um, That's where we left off. Welcome to the milk cast. Uh, we talked about Pusha T's Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Flasher's album titled... Constant Image. Constant Image. Um, I am a man of constant image. I didn't have anything to talk about this week. I was planning on having... Because Walt was going to be back on again for the second week in a row. He and I were going to cut it up some more. But unfortunately, this episode is being recorded live from his wake. Yep. R.I.P. Walt. Um, do we have... One Ed, of those horses that got him. Do we have Ed Schrader's music beat gear in here? Yeah, it looks like they must have left some at Nathan's house because there's a... Uh, there's at least one thing that has a, a ESMB MB. written on it. Yep. Just a little aside yep. for the listener. Um, plugs. <clears throat> I'm going to continue to plug Rock and Roll Party Fest the weekend of June 23rd. It's a Saturday and Sunday. Tons of bands all day at Slim's. Uh, I'll be playing both days. A little bit of a brag and a plug. Uh, I'm going to plug the... Uh, Is that a plague or a brug? Ooh. Ooh. The upcoming June 6th Parquet Courts Goat Girl concert. We discussed it last time on the pod, but it's going to be a great one. And uh, Goat Girl Rules, their new record, is one of my favorite things in, in, of this year. And on June 16th at Slim's Body Kit and New Boss, it's going to be a great show. Y'all should check that out. I'm going to be there for that, too, assuming I'm not in Omaha. Um, which brings me to my main plug. The hell? The Greenville Regional oh. NCAA Baseball First Round. We're going to kick the shit out of these UNCWC Hawks. We're going to kick the shit out of the Gamecocks. We're going to kick the shit out of Ohio State Buckeyes, whoever, whoever's in our way. We're going to Super Regionals. You hear that? The Gamecocks have Buckeyes. the worst colors. 
that specific red that shade of like is the most offensive thing to me because south georgia walmarts you know how walmart will carry the like this is why it's offensive to you no like <laughs> there's that you know people are like oh people just get their like collegiate stuff at walmart they've never set foot on a like this very disgusting classist view of college it, sport fandom the, the the regional example here is the i like insert the university you went to yeah 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 you, you just like the color carolina blue right that's the common uh-huh one. So, in the low country of Georgia, which is like 45 minutes from South Carolina where I grew up, you could either get... Would that be below the nat line? Yes. You could either get UGA gear or Gamecocks gear at, like, say, the Savannah Walmart. Mm -hmm. And I remember... I mean, I had an allegiance to the University of Georgia, but just thinking of a specific shade of red that was weird. Almost a black red. Their, their, Their mascot's hideous. Their colors are hideous. The state is an abomination. Also, the stere- the the, Fuck st- them. the stereotype I think of as like the dude wearing a shirt, a hat that just says "cocks" oh across it is, is a, the like is a very specific yeah, image. Walking to traffic. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, Anyways, it, I wish your team luck against. Make the final forty nine. We always say we don't need South Carolina. Big saw. <laughs> <laughs> Push it off into the ocean. Who cares? Fill it with trash. Fuck that place. Uh, we're gonna kick the hell out of them. We're gonna beat the Buckeyes. We're gonna beat the Seahawks. We're going to the Super Regionals. We'll probably play Arkansas. Yeah, at Arkansas, we'll beat them too. We're going to Omaha. Are you traveling? Are you traveling this? So following, I it? can't go to Arkansas. That's that's crazy. And it might only be two two games. We don't. <laughs> but have. Omaha, you're thinking about. But Omaha, yeah, because we might win the national championship. It might only happen one time in my life. When if I we're was, going to Omaha, I'm going to Omaha. When I was in like middle school, UGA went to Omaha. And I tried to friend all of the pictures on Facebook. Just the pictures, huh? Just the pictures. Interesting. Huh. How'd it go? None of them accepted. You are the weirdest internet person. <laughs> all you do is retweet Dale Jr. and try to friend pictures from like baseball teams and shit. I don't even understand it. I barely can even figure the thing out, and you're like doing the weirdest stuff. Well, anyway, uh, but here's my main thing. Is if you're going to be at that regional, if you listen to this podcast and also are an ECU baseball fan... Then we ought to be friends. Come holler at me. I'll buy you a beer. I'll meet me in the jungle because I'll be there pregame. Me and Doug Getzinger. Big ass shout out to Doug. What's the jungle? What's the jungle? All right. So the ECU stadium, there's the seats behind the home plate and the dugouts and all that stuff that sort of ring the infield. And uh, since it's college athletics, you can't have beer in there. And it's like a normal, like a minor league baseball vibe. And it's sure. it's college baseball. But then there's the 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 jungle which is the out post past the outfield sort of grassy standing room only area okay and then also just a little bit further than that the parking lot that is like there's a chain link fence that separates it sure. there's like a little walkway you can go through it back and forth so the jungle the outfield dudes sit there and scream and holler there's guys who have like homemade megaphones and they like say goofy shit all day long and then there's the parking lot where all the true heads hang and the the lifers that sit there and like listen to the game, the first five innings on the radio, where they like drink as many Michelob Ultras as they can, and like pound hot dogs and shit. And then when the game gets tight, they head on into their seats. This is your crowd. That's my gang. You should get those flip flops, the flask flip flops. Flask flip flops. <laughs> People at UGA had them for oh, football games. So I bought. Uh, shout out to Ashley, friend of the pod, which I'm told is a bad term now. Uh, it's of, not bad. Friend of mine in real life, also. Uh, she rules, but we. I bought her a, a hairbrush that you can put booze in. 
it's like a you can it's like a flash but it looks just like a hairbrush seems... so you can put it in your purse so when they check okay. you at a ball game they're okay. like oh it's just a hairbrush you sneak oh, it in just a liquidy yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you turn you turn you're the freak turning up a uh, a hairbrush <laughs> well, you, well you sneak it into the bathroom <laughs> would you rather be the freak turning drink. up the hairbrush or the freak turning up your foot <laughs> well i think the idea on Shout both of those would be freaks. to sort of sneak off into a the foot freaks <laughs> That's a foot fetishist. Second pod in a row, no shoes. Hey, Third pod? Third pod I'm in a row, no shoes. First of all, if you're I'm not. a listener with a foot fetish and you go to the ECU regionals. We have just the flask for you. <laughs> That's a very, very small Venn diagram. Well, I guess you would want a sliver. You would want another person to be wearing. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't know how these freaks work. Hey, if you're a foot fetishist, let us know how it works. Because <laughs> I know that you've mastered Google. I'll tell you that. Any person in the world, it's wife and then feet. Net worth, if you're a foot yeah. fetishist, you've mastered Google. Oh. Tell me how to get UGA's 2008 pictures to accept I can my bring Facebook this full circle. Find, find me pics of UGA's picture feet. I can bring this full circle. <laughs> I, uh, I, Walt's dead. He he works at a, uh, a place we won't name that deals in music. And one Heaven. time, as a joke, um, I emailed with my sales rep from that distributor. And I took a screenshot of my computer to send them some, uh, something. And as a joke, I opened a tab and I Google searched Jeff Foxworthy feet. <laughs> and I took a screenshot of that opened tab, like of that screen. So it looked like I had like Gmail and then this. a Google search of Jeff Foxworthy feet. And I took that screenshot <laughs> and I sent it to that sales rep. So they were like thinking they would notice it and think it was funny. And, um, and they didn't. And then uh, the, the next time I sent them one, I, I had my Gmail and I opened a tab and I just searched Eric Cartman. And I, then I took that screenshot and sent it to them. They didn't notice that either. I ended up having to point it out both times and kind of ruin my own joke. But Jeff. And, oh, and then we did the Marsh Madness. We watched the tournament and I opened. We had the projector set up and I had a tab that was Jeff Fox with yeah. your feet. <laughs> I just kept it up there. So like, they're like hoping someone would be like, did you fucking... What like- are you looking up? I did a similar thing with my phone search tabs. Because if you give your friend a phone, your phone to like search something, often they'll open a new tab in Safari or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I let this one tab stay open. I don't even remember how I got to it or why. But the Google search was truffle oil drives women wild. <laughs> was that true? <laughs> I don't know. Tra- um, ask Trace Atkins. <laughs> I left something turned on with truffle oil <laughs> yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so, good strategy, good joke. Yep, it like works that. out well. I All like right, uh, this is a nice prize podcast. We talked about a couple of records, a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, you didn't let me plug. Oh shit! This was a direct attack. Uh, okay, on I- my podcast on two levels. Look, we had Walt on last week. He plugged it. I'd like to plug Walt's visitation. <laughs> 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 on the Nice Press um, podcast. I'd like to plug my own podcast. What's it called? The Pavement Enslavement. PVMNT. If you listen to this and are not listening to that, then you have got it backwards. Oof, backwards. You're also kind of missing out on a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> and you've understood nothing that I've said. Um, what do you? What, what is this him, podcast you have? Uh, it's where we talk about the band Pavement and nothing else but the <laughs> band Pavement. We've had some big name guests. Like yourself. You've had me. You've had Kev. We've had, had some no-name guests. You've had like, Ali B. We've had, no, well, yes, on the year in special, at to be, please God, in the future. What? Allie and I have been planning her appearance on the podcast to talk about the band The Silver Jews forever. Because she was Cassie. Right, and loves The Silver Jews. She does. And uh, Matt hasn't been on. Why is that? I don't know, Matt. Haven't Why haven't asked. you been on my podcast? Haven't been asked. What do you want to talk about? I guess it would make the most sense. 
to talk about kinda, silver juice. Kind of burned up milk, so uh, don't do that. Is there a silver juice album you like that's uh, not American Water? Uh, all of them. I like all their albums. Okay, you want to talk about Tanglewood Numbers? Sure. He was the drummer. Great. I know. I was, I was, was front row. I was there. I filmed it uh, as a request. At the last seconds when backed out or something, and they were like, hey, can you film this? And I was like, well, I guess so. And I stood there like this the entire time. So you've gone, you've gone through the solo stuff. Malcolm, I mean. Only uh, self-titled. Oh. Do you I like could... Face the Truth? No, you just did Sparkle Hard. Well, Sparkle Hard, but... Um, we'll figure it out. Okay. I'll be on the... What about Jag Bag? That's... <laughs> well, we'll get to that. That's my least favorite. It's Jake the best Sparkle. titled one, though, right? Uh, no. Wigwam at Jag Bags. <laughs> I think Real Emotional <laughs> Trash is the best titled one. Woo! Wigwam at Jag Bags. All right. Um, sorry, and you have one more plug. I have a couple more plugs. Hotter than a hell okay? in here. Yes. Okay, Stephen Malcolm and the Jicks with the band Lithics that I also like that sounds kind of like Flasher. They do. Uh, I just discovered that band the other day. They're so, so good. Shout out to um, Quentin who... Dinwiddie's were trying real hard to get on that show. When I say trying real hard, we texted about it. Sent <laughs> to each other? <laughs> yeah. Talked about uh, oh, this uh, oddly enough didn't materialize out of nowhere. Crazy. No, I think uh, there's a Dinwiddie's fan who works, or at least used to work at the Cradle. And Is we, his name Frank? We sent her a... Uh, <laughs> I think an email was sent to her being like, if they're if they're doing like a local opener, local opener each date thing, they, I mean they gotta get some fannies in there, you know. I don't know if Steve Malcolm can draw them by himself. Yeah, Lithix is really gonna bring them in. That's the touring, right? And they're also good. Actually, they might. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Cool Rock. That sounded more good. like a diss that I. I know that Quentin was legit. Like, kind of want to just see Lithix. <laughs> like, I think I've known several people who are like that, but that show's happening on June nineteenth at Cat's Cradle. Okay. Um. Going back in time on June tenth, Juan plays at the back room. I didn't know that. It's a good band. I saw them at Kings. They were dope. So good. I saw them with Ty Siegel that time in like 2013 when that tour was going on, and I got like trampled in a mosh pit by turtles. Which I yes, I got trampled by turtles in the mosh pit. Trampled by townies actually. Ooh, um, that's oof. a speaking of classes terms. Uh yeah, <laughs> I got trampled by townies at the Ty Siegel show with Juan. Um. With Wand. <laughs> with Wand. With Wand. Uh, anyways. Oh, they're playing with Wand? That happened, and then Flasher. I'm bouncing all around in time, so I hope you have your Google Calendar out. Uh, June 22nd. No, yeah, June 22nd. Or just refer to the Casper website. Or, I guess, the Pinhook. Pinhook. So, listen to the Pavement Enslavement. Go see Flasher. Go see Stephen Malkmus. Go to the Rock and Roll Party Fest. Go see Go Girl and Parquet Courts. Go see Body Kit and New Boss. Go see... Uh, the ECU baseball games this weekend with me. Um, in the jungle. In the jungle, baby. My dude. Uh, also, oh, and this is my other podcast called Walk Up Music, where we talk about sports and music specifically. And I mentioned about my our third baseman Connor. His walk up music is the song "Crazy Train" by Ozzy. Or do any of them have the song I was just doing, "Welcome to the Jungle," in no. reference to the area of the stadium? No, they don't. They should missed opportunity. Mm little bit on the nose though isn't it or is that just playing from some guy's pickup uh, truck? i think they, they do play it uh but uh he plays crazy train which is a song i don't give a shit about but is a what? really effective walk-up music they're like crazy when I it's fine but i mean i've heard it to death listen like I, I, i've never played it on spotify my entire life but as walk-up music very effective shout out to connor he's gonna be a big leaguer too when i was in fifth grade my 4-h project was playing the piano in the like Arrow music overhead. project yeah <laughs> playing piano um and 
I did some like classical piece that I had studied and worked really hard on, and I got second place to this kid who just played Crazy Train on his guitar. Sick. <laughs> That's sick and I will shit. never forget <laughs> that it. fucking rules. <laughs> Did he do the laugh and everything, too? Dude, no. Sharon! He was nervous. He just stood there and played Crazy Train. That's that's tight. What grade was this? Fifth. What was the school? Daisy it was Elementary? 4-H. Oh, okay. Well, I hate it for you. What was that kid's name? See if he's, is he still I around? do not know. He didn't go to my school, so I didn't know him. Mm, fucking loser. Well, you've heard everything we've got to say. Uh, this is a nice price podcast. Also, again, walk up music, my other podcast with uh, Brian Shaw, who I work with at Nice Price, and Joe Ovius from ninety nine point nine The Fan. We talk about music and records. We got a new episode coming out soon, and uh, I mean music and sports rather. Uh, it's you can find it on the WRL Sports app and also on iTunes and Google Play and all that good stuff. And like, subscribe, tell your friends, uh, come see us at the store. We've got all these records that we talked about. Except the Pusha T, which the vinyl doesn't come out until July, but we will have it once it comes out. And wonder how you think that's going to be laid out with the, the back to the seven track thing. Uh, six on one side, one one on the other. Whoa. Seven on one side, dead air. Fun, funny dead bonus track at the end. Secret hidden Skit. track. Skit. Interlude. Interludes. They'll do that out of the cussing song, the Blink One Eighty Two joint. He'll cover it. Maybe. Uh, or maybe it's um a four LP. Two songs on each side. Whoa. At 78. That'd be RPM. a move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And now we're going to play you out with which one? Uh, Come Back Baby by Pusha T from the album Daytona. Okay. R.I.P. L.A.B. R.I.P. Walt. Fuck you, Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Right. I want to talk to all you addicts out there that's got to suffer Greg Big Jones. And you done tried all the methadone And you just can't leave that heroin alone I wonder, have Don't you tried? Don't down, I'm so grateful Numbers so low, bitch be thankful They say don't let money change you That's how we know money ain't you Bitch, I been had, bitches been bad We buy big boats, bitch, I'm sin bad Downright sinful, bitch, we been full All my dope boys, we like kinfolk Be more burnt spoon, DC glass pipe VA scent bells, bout that trap life Blew through thousands, we made millions Cocaine soldiers, once civilians Bought hoes Hondas, took care of children Lent my pastor, built out buildings Wrapped on classics, I been brilliant Now we blend in, we chameleons Luxury to drop when he want cause nobody else could fuck with me What a show off, nigga wrist for wrist, let's have a glow off Fuck it brick for brick, let's have a blow off If we go by connections made, I can still climb ladders when complexions fade Yeah, White on white, that's the tester Black on black, that's the Tesla See these diamonds in this watch face? All that shit came from pressure They don't miss you till you gone with the wind And they tired of dancing like a yin-yang twin You can't have the yin without the yang, my friend Real niggas bring balance to the game I'm in Yeah. Can't escape the scale if I tried Interstate trafficking's alive, push Never have I been locked up in a world of misery 
still fresh off the boat, niggas Don't make me super soak, niggas Your life ends up a quote, nigga The good die young, all dogs go to heaven It's really just mamas falling out on the reverend I play musical chairs with these squares Rich Flair before they was Ric Flair's Cocaine concierge Longest running trapper of the year Stood the test of time like Dapper Dan Season my sauce like Zatarans Is he still in the caravan? No It's a meal in the caravan Whoa Richard Mill on a leather band Ooh. Behind the wheel like an ambulance Go On my way up to Maryland Go. Never have I been locked up in 